Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Hello, and this is an episode of Where Are They Now? And Emily Hales is my wonderful guest, the CEO and physio awesome owner of Move and Play Pediatric Therapy up in Mackay. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me back. Pleasure, pleasure. And so uh, when we kind of chatted formally a couple of years ago, the team was growing and I, you were thinking about moving clinics and onwards and upwards and all of that good stuff has happened like amidst the crazy of the last couple of years you've kind of forged your way through it so let's just pat you on the back give us a little flying about what business looks like now for you look thank you it's been it's been a pretty rapid growth it's felt um and it hasn't been without uh growing pains but yeah we're we're now a team of um I suppose 30 humans, uh, not that many FTE, but 30 mm. humans. Um, and we have a large uh, purpose-built clinic, um, which is lovely. It's a lovely clinic. Um, and we get feedback from our families that it's a really welcoming and calm environment to mm. come into. So that's that's great. That's what I wanted to get out of it. Mm. Um, and I guess we've expanded from just being a single discipline to being two disciplines to now being three um, I suppose three disciplines with a fourth nearly there, um, allied health assistants, and we've got a mixture of different types of service delivery models to support what I'm hoping eventually will be the the full journey of families from from you know diagnostics through to just getting out and living life with mm. with a disability and not needing us for supports because they're just doing their thing and having a great time doing life so yeah and this has always been your platform from the get-go that the therapist should be redundant at the right time for the right reason yeah yep we like I love working with families and I feel Mm. really privileged that we get to be such an important part of their lives but that's not you know coming into therapy every week or once a month that's not the fun part of life the fun part of life is spending time with your family playing a sport doing a you know a hobby or or a passion activity um going on holidays spending time with friends that's that's what life is about it's about spending time with the people who you love and and experiencing life and doing all the things that give Mm. you fulfillment and you know therapy is lovely um but that's not that's not yep. what we're here for. Um, the waiting so, room isn't the place to be. No, no. Um, so yeah, I do. I do feel really passionate about. We are here to support families to do life. Um, we're not here to be the the lifestyle for them. That's not what yeah. we're here for. And I do think that we need to help pave that pathway for families because it's scary. I think um, you know mm-hmm. you've you've got a child with a disability and. Um, <clears throat> you you sort of are not sure what to expect and 
you do, I think families do lean on us in the early days because they're really unsure of what what's happening next for them and their family. Um, but I think it's our role to to provide the families with the strength and the hope and the the skills and knowledge they need mm. so that they can step away from us eventually and, and give them permission and and you know the wings to fly if you like yeah. so that they can do it all for themselves. Yeah, and that it's um, shared ground. You know, yeah. the the skills and the expertise sits you know in the collaboration and mm. it's on both sides of the of the uh, of the desk as such. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now you also wrote a book. I did in all my spare time. I did <laughs> in all your spare time, <laughs> and. Um, you know this this book is making making a difference. So uh, tell us a little bit about braver than you think. Yeah, thank you for saying that, Kathy. That was that was what I hoped for it. Um, I wrote this book to to empower parents more than than what we can um, just through our day to day therapy. Um, I guess when I was thinking about it, I was reflecting or, or in the lead up to planning and thinking about this book, I was reflecting on how some of the information that I give to families, I repeat it a lot to all mm. of the same families. Um, I was aware that when I said things to families in those moments of stress and anxiety and, you know, early days, it was very possible that things would go in one ear and out the other because there was so much else going on for the families. Um, so I wanted to give them a resource that they could refer to later. Um, and I guess I also wanted to give them the bigger picture of what life could be like for their child, um, mm. not just, you know, your child is struggling with their, um, you know, Left up a limb. Skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> that's, that's such a tiny part of what yeah. life needs to involve and what they need to learn for their child with, with a disability. So I wanted to give really, I suppose, broad but also deep information so that parents could, you know, understand that for themselves and, and feel more confident that they, they know what they want to do for their child, they know what they want to work mm. towards and they know what life they want or what they want their life to look like now that they have this child with a disability that either they weren't or weren't were or weren't expecting Mm. um and give them permission to to step into that power if you like so that they can can really drive their child's care but also drive the life that they're choosing for themselves and their family not just the care side of things yeah and that therapy is just a buffet that they pick from as as absolutely they want it and need it and they pop back in, bit of a top up, yep. back out yep. into life. Yep. <laughs> and that therapy is just, it's, all it is is a vehicle yes. to change yep. in a point of time, I, I yep. think. Mm. And I think that they're the drivers of that vehicle. You mm. know, uh, it, unfortunately, I think the system that we operate in can be really disempowering for families. So I think um, the, the process of having to have your child assessed and proving their disability and how many difficulties they have that's awful for families. Um, and then, you know, being given, say, a budget from the NDS and saying, well, you can use it however you want, but have fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really wanted to give some of that power back to families through 
knowledge and understanding and and just a different mindset I suppose so that mm. parents could really take take the life that they wanted to lead and and create mm. that for themselves yeah so there's uh, no kind of coincidence in the use of the word brave and braver no, no. in, your, in, in yes. your title. And yep. I know what the B-R-A-V-E stands for. Walk us through the framework that sits behind that acronym. Yes, it's very yes. cool. Um, so I actually got a um, copywriter to help me with this because I needed someone creative to come up with the letters. Um, I obviously came up with the content, but someone came up with the acronym. Mm. So B is um, being aware and um, I guess helping children, uh, not children, helping parents to identify issues and get help early. Um, and so it, it sort of goes through what to look for, why is it important to get help early, don't sit and wait, um, and what help can look like to help them to understand, mm. you know, where to go and ha- what you're looking for. Um, R is recognising your child's needs. So that's looking at the child's strengths and needs, but looking at it across all areas of life um, and putting it into the context of health and wellbeing and um, their personality and patterns of development um, and their environmental context they live in and the family context they live in. Um, A is about assisting but not insisting. Um, so assisting your child to be as independent as possible, but I guess moving away from the expectation that your child is going to do things in a certain way. Because in my mind, um, I think function is function. You know, capacity is capacity. I actually don't really mind how a child achieves that. Um, so helping families to get used to the idea that maybe your kid's not going to do something how you thought, mm. but if they can do it, that's a massive win. Um, and then. V is validating your child. So that's about helping your child to develop a sense of themselves, to, to develop a sense of self-identity. Um, and, and that involves things like pursuing passions, giving them, um, assuming competence, fostering their independence, um, giving them responsibilities, letting them take risks, mm. um, allowing them to to spend time with people and 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 um, do things that they love, so that they really get a sense of who they are, not just their disability, and that they go to just therapy. What they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, E is empowering yourself, or um, for the parents, empowering themselves and their families. So, um, and again, that's putting it into the context of the child sits in the centre of the family, and the family is the driver of the vehicle for for that child's life. So making sure they're looking after themselves, making sure they're creating time and space and connection for themselves with their other siblings or with the siblings, with their partner, with other people in their lives, learning how to advocate, Mm. um, you know, when to advocate, when not to advocate, being able to pick what are the values that are important that you want to drive for and what are the things that you can just let go of. Um, and then obviously having self-care and, and making sure you're giving yourself grace um, in moments of stress and hard times. Yeah. Yeah. And you've presented this to families and worked with families through this framework. What what do you hear about it? Yeah, I've I've shared it with families at, at my clinic. I'm working on an, um, a parent workshop to, to um, I guess, help facilitate mm. the, the practicalities of the framework. Um, for families Uh, I think you know the feedback I've had from families who've read the book is that I wish I had this 
when my child mm. was first diagnosed. Um, I wish that I had this when we were going through the tough times um, and that the people who've read it have said this is this is what I need to hear to know that I'm doing the right thing by my child um, because I guess there's not a lot of information out there. For, I mean, there's a lot of information if you read lots and lots of internet resources. Pretty medical though. But it, yeah, and it's a bit hard to to kind of wrap your head around the whole mm. piece. Um, so the, the framework, I think, allows parents to feel more confident that they have got the ability to make good decisions, that they can, you know, reason through the pros and cons of a certain mm. therapy approach or um, reason through the pros and cons of a specific um you know, intervention yeah. and decide, is this going to be good for my family or is it not going to be good? And it's a case for me to decide either way. Um, so, yeah, yeah. The, that's the feedback I've had from families is that it, it's a really useful um, resource for them to, to mm. feel that they know what they're doing. Yeah. So your books are selling off your website and all other yes. good book providers. Yes. I yes. went and yes. gave it a Google before. It's listed everywhere. Do you have a sense of where these books are ending up? Like, are you posting out all over Australia and the yeah, world? and there's there's some internationally as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I think it's a mix of, which is really nice. It's a mix of parents and therapists as well, actually. Um, so that's that's great because I would really love for therapists to um, to also take on board this framework and and use it with their families. Um, so yeah. It's across Australia, across it's internationally as well, and both parents and families, uh, parents and therapists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Let's dig into this bit about why this why therapists need to get their head into this stuff because mm-hmm. there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of therapists that continue to work for whatever reason in quite a traditional medical kind of way. What? Why would you like them to read the book and just think a bit differently? Yeah, yeah. I guess through my through my career and my experiences as a therapist, I've I've come to realize that the therapy that we do with families, you know, the doing the therapy part, it's really such a small part of what these families need. You know, if I was to estimate a percentage, I'm going to say it's maybe 20% of the laying on of the hands. Of the, yeah, yeah, the actual mm-hmm. doing of the therapy, the mm-hmm. activities we do, the you know programs we write, the um, the the techniques we use is such a small part of what families need. Um, and then the other eighty percent is education, knowledge, empowerment, and opportunity. I think um, yep. just opportunity to make the most of what they've got, um, mm. and and if we can facilitate that for the families, then they're in the driver's seat, like we said before. They're the ones who can make decisions about what what to do next and and to help their child to be the best they can be. Um, So with the book, I I think, and the the workshop that I'm going to run is I want to help therapists to pick up that other 80% that sometimes we forget about because, you know, at university, ours is a practical degree all of us mm. are learning the skills of being a physio or a speech pathologist or an OT but we need to learn the other 80 percent which is the advocacy and the education and the um, opportunistic 
you know, delivery. Conversation. Yeah. Confidence around some of the conversations, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And being okay with the value that I add to family has nothing to do or very little to do with what I do with my hands. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah. yeah. You're making me smile. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of a family that I used to work with and I'd do a home visit and, um, yeah, it was just special, special family. And one day I just parked and went to the door and knocked and took, left my shoes at the door and I was just kind of slipping down the hallway and I said, it's really quiet. And mum sort of said, oh, Charlie's asleep, you're here for me. Perfect. Yeah. Put the kettle on, and yeah. off we went. And Charlie appeared at some point, looking a little bit draggled, and we kind of uh, changed tune at that point. But um, yeah, we rocked through a ton of stuff. I can yeah. still recall the kitchen bench conversation. Um, yeah. Charlie yeah. was there, so and we did what we had to do, and all the funding systems were happy. But um, she's, oh, you're here for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and what a what a fantastic thing if we can give parents the tools and the skills and the knowledge they need mm. so that then they do the things they need with the, the child. We, you know, we, we've talked about this several times. We're only with the child for maybe an hour, maybe once a week, maybe once a fortnight, maybe what even less. What difference you know, is that if going to make? Yeah, if we're going to make any difference, it's mm. not going to be in that hour. It's going to be what happens outside mm. of that hour. And so, mm. you know, us doing an hour of therapy is not going to be what, makes massive changes for this family it's going to be how we support the family to to do their best with that child in very real life scenarios it's yeah. not about the home programs even it's about what oh, can we I do need to issue a public <laughs> apology for home programs I luckily i didn't do many but oh my yeah. gosh who yeah. could do them yeah what are the opportunities that these kids can take to learn in real life situations, mm. doing real life things, gaining massive confidence, massive independence, mm. massive sense of self yep. by just doing life as we do with any of our other typically developing kids. You know, mm. that's that's what we should, you know, if we're talking about mm. inclusion, that's what disability inclusion should look like, just doing yep. life with some guidance and some tweaking and some advice. Um, yep. But, yep. yeah, not not separating and doing things in a you know a really controlled environment yeah so it still seems to be a real gap in clinicians knowledge base and thinking and I'm going to say yeah. confidence again I don't know absolutely I think it's a I I agree I think I think there's this fear that we have to deliver the therapy and that we have to deliver the outcomes and so to deliver the outcomes we have mm. to do the therapy um and I think that comes from that's what we know best. That's what we came out of university. Is that what being professional is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. And maybe we need to move away from that kind of professional hat and instead really we're consultants. We're we're mm. consultants to the families. We're not we're not doing the things. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe. Whether it's a language change that might help shift that. Well, I think, or, or what, or what the scope of what professional is? Yeah, and that professional is this. I'm holding up my hands, which isn't useful on a podcast, but <laughs> maybe we need to broaden it out a little. But it's also yeah. this and this and this. And these these ways of working with families are just differently effective. 
Yeah. Not more or less, just different. Yeah. I also wonder whether in the current climate with, you know, NDS funding and budgets and the Mm. expectation we're going to spend all that money, um, I wonder if it's also the families are so overwhelmed with trying to coordinate all these services and, you know, attend all of these programs and services and activities that the families themselves are overwhelmed and so when they when they come to the session with you they just need a break and so Mm -hmm. as a therapist you sort of you there's a potential if you don't if you don't sort of take a step back and think about your approach that you kind of feel like you have to do the things because the parents just got so much else on their plate yeah yeah We don't want to lump them with anything else. Yeah, Yeah. systems creating so much tension as well. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting time. I I sort of feel like in some ways the the introduction of the NDS has created this almost backward step in some ways Mm. um, in that it's, yeah, it's added this level of stress and 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 responsibility which I think is great because I really want parents to be empowered but the way it's sort of delivered without helping parents to understand how to implement it is really tough on them I think the barriers it presents yeah really aren't helpful or fair or Mm. easy way at all easing the way at all so braver than you think is um taking to the stage it's not quite a a stage show (laughs) and touring the country but the, it is COVID be, yeah. <laughs> the online stage, you mentioned kind of workshops. What are they going to look like? Yep. Um, so I'm running this in March um, and it is going to be an online workshop for about three hours. Um, and what I'm going to do is I guess what I'd love to do is open open up a bit of thinking and a bit of mindset shift for therapists to understand the bigger picture of what life is like for families with disability um, and how they can apply the BRAVE model in their practice. So it's going to go through, you know, as an individual therapist, these are the things that you can do. Um, but then also as a service, these are the things you might want to think about that you could potentially implement to help families along this this, this framework and this pathway towards empowering them to, to drive their child's life and to drive the, the choices that they make and and to live just mm. that amazing life that they're wishing for. Um, so yeah, we're gonna it'll be a mix of you know talking through the framework, explaining and discussing and case examples, but then also some activities to help therapists to think about how that applies in their own practice um, and what the future could look like if they're able to implement some of those changes. Mm. And what will therapists kind of leave thinking about? I'm hoping they leave thinking about what's the whole job of what we can do as therapists, mm. you know, and and feeling like the value that they offer is so much bigger than just the therapy um, and, and almost having permission to do those sessions like you described where you actually don't do anything with a child <laughs> and you you That's do a I whole piece. I did my best work when yeah, the child yeah. wasn't even there. Yeah. That you can you can do a whole bunch of stuff with the parents, but also that you can do a whole bunch of stuff in really innovative ways. You know, mm. 
there is no reason why you can't go and take the child to do life things in real life scenarios, mm. you know, in, in their local community, with their friends, with their siblings, mm. and just do life or support them to do life so that next time they go and do that activity, they've got the skills. They can do it themselves with their family and fam- and friend mm. support. Yeah. 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 It sounds really exciting. It's really exciting. I'm thrilled for you that a couple of years after this book and the occasional conversation about this workshop piece that it's bringing to life. Yes, yeah. Look, it's taken a little bit to go from the book to the workshop, but I'm <laughs> Nothing I'm a pandemic wouldn't hold up. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be able to share it, the, the information in a different way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, all of us can read books and think about books, but I, I'm really excited about the the stimulus I can use in a workshop mm. to help therapists to think about okay that's really nice information but then how do I apply that practically within my own practice or within my service? I haven't asked you this. Are you is the kind of the game plan that you run this workshop perhaps a couple of times a year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. and I guess I'm I'm anticipating it might be something that I run a couple of times a year to an open audience, but it's also something that I would be very happy to deliver to teams because um, oh, I think it's a really yeah, nice yeah. framework that as as long as everyone in the team understands the framework and the concepts behind it, then that can help to drive um, service improvement activities and and making sure that all of the therapists in the team are delivering care in the same way. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to to talk to teams who or, or services who'd like to have me come in and present that the workshop to their team so that they can apply it practically within their service. That could really fast track it, couldn't it? Now that I yeah. now that I think about it, that could really kind of bring in a dose and get a bit of spark going and facilitate that change a little yeah. quicker if yeah. it's, if everyone's in the room and participating. Wow. Yeah. And it means that, you know, all of the clients in that service get the same approach to care as yeah. And they could be brave accredited. Oh, well, that would be fun. Now, now we're just making things up as we go <laughs> yeah. along, but that could be good. <laughs> kind of cool, yeah. 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 I'll leave you to head dash back to the graphic designer to get that little piece going. <laughs> that little piece. Oh, that's great. Oh, that, that, I'm th- yeah, thrilled to bits, thrilled to bits to hear about this. So um, the workshop's coming up. You're available to kind of get in and chat and teach through and facilitate through the BRAVE framework. If we zoom sort of back out to business and families and we're kind of recording this, what what year are we in, the start of 2022? What what do you think? What are your predictions for this year, for the book, for the workshops, for the business, for the country, for the planet? Like what do you think we're going to travel through? Look, 2022 has been an interesting start already. Um, I think across Australia at least. Mm. Um, I'm wondering though, now that you've asked me the question, whether this is a catalyst for change. Mm. Like I wonder whether the environment we're in maybe will help people to think about are we really doing what we should be doing? Um, and I know that that's happening in an employment market. You know, there's, yeah, the there's all this talk about, mm. yeah. And I wonder whether the that sort of um, underlying dissatisfaction with with the status quo um, yeah. might 
also filtered to families and, you know, families of kids with disabilities and service providers, I suppose, some, mm. in some way, which might allow us to, to spend this time reflecting and thinking about how can we do things better um, and how can we make life better for the people that we work with. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I would really like to think that um, we're taking small steps in the right direction towards helping families of children with disability to learn to just live life. <clears throat> mm. You know, we, we don't fix disability. That's not what we're here for. We're, we're here to help families who have a, a family member or a child with a disability to live the best life they can, um, whatever that looks like, and that, that involves you know, yes, there's doing hard things and yes, there's there's learning new skills, but there's also all the really fun, joyful stuff mm. that we tend to forget when we're so focused, narrowly focused on on doing the therapy and, and improving the skills. Whereas I want I want to open that up so that people look at what else can we do to support the lives of these families. Mm. As I was listening to you say that, the word that kept coming to mind is lifestyle. Yeah. Sort of yeah. purpose style, lifestyle. And yeah. um, after, you know, the last couple of years and all of the compromises and disappointments and ugh, everything else, what is the path of least resistance? Where is yeah. joy sitting in life? Um, yeah. What do we need more of? What do we need less of? Yeah. Um, yeah, lifestyle features so heavily in the way you speak about your work and yeah. clients that you serve. Yeah, a phrase that I use frequently is um, to um, I want families to be able to live the life that they choose. I don't mm. want them to be driven into this this life of appointments and therapies and medical kind mm. of focus if that's not what they want. Mm. <laughs> you know, all of us when we have children um, or when we're envisaging the future for ourselves and our families, we we have these ideas of the memories that we're going to make and the joy that we're going to experience mm. and the, the the love and connection with people and the, you know, learning about ourselves and doing things together with other people. That's what I want us to yeah. move towards is that's the point of therapy. That's what we're here for. And so let's try and, take some steps so that that's what we're delivering on we're not delivering on the little tiny parts that we otherwise probably historically have been yeah oh i'm sensing a second book oh i'll i'll see what i've got in me <laughs> <laughs> why not oh i'm gonna think yeah. about that i'm gonna think about that yeah i think i just think that the more we can empower parents you know when i was yeah. writing the book there was so little for parents. Um, mm. there, there's more now, which is fantastic. I know that there's been parents of mm. children with disability who've recently published books, and I just think that's great because yep. knowledge is yeah. power. So if if we can if we can have another book that talks to something like that and that makes a change for families, I think it's a great All idea. All for it. All yeah. for it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming by and giving us a bit of an update. No, thank you for having me, Kathy. I really appreciate it. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. And we'll get you back for the where are, where are they? Where are you now? <laughs> and it could be a next book or a movie or a board game or a global tour or who knows. Look, unlikely a movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
board game could be fun though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Emily. Cool. Thanks, Kathy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.